thank you for that. Let's open our Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21, we're continuing our studies about uh, the house of prayer and uh, the right attitude when we enter in. Matthew 21, very well-known passage. We're just going to read verses uh, 12 and 13 to begin with. Matthew 21 and verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And He said unto them, It is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. So notice you have uh, God's house. Obviously, it's called by His name. We, look, we saw that in Isaiah 56. It's to be a house of prayer, but uh, filthy lucre, lust, covetousness set in and people were abusing the privilege and actually uh, really taking advantage of the situation. I think this is very important. We can all learn something from this. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the study, lead and guide us as to what to say, how to say it. Pray that you'd open our understanding. Help us to be honest with ourselves and open with Thee about our attitude and our spirit when we think of thy house when we enter in we pray for a conviction where needs be and a revival that we would have the right spirit that we would honor thee glorify thee we thank thee for every prayer that's ever been uttered ever been answered we give thee all the glory we yield your spirit that he would empower us and lead and guide us and we ask these things in jesus name amen. Amen. amen i say this all the time god gave us free will and through free will you have the volition to make decisions you can decide of what spirit you are of Romans 1.9, Paul said, I serve God with my spirit. So we serve God with our spirit, and you are in control of your spirit. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. Your, your spirit is subject to you. My spirit is subject to me. Now, there's a lot of people who try to enforce their will on the spirits of other men. It's what's happening with the government lately to take away our freedom and enforce all these mandates. They want to become a dictator and a tyrant to enforce their spirit upon the spirit of the people. But we have a choice. So when you enter into a place, you can change the spirit by your spirit. You, or, or you could subject your spirit to the spirits of other, or of other people. And the psalmist said, while I was musing, the fire burned. If you'll think deeply, you can change your spirit. 
you can fire up by free will instantly if you want to or you can be melancholy solemn depressed sad have a pity party you're in control you can decide and so all you have to do is say i'm going to change my spirit I will change my spirit and it could become contagious. Then other people say, oh, if they can do that, so can I. Or you can have everybody in one general location be pretty down, suppressed, oppressed in their spirit. I've always been pretty sad and actually embarrassed that sports fans would be more excited than God's people. That's really bothered me through the years. Uh, they're more excited about a game and grown men getting paid millions of dollars to play a boys game. And then God's people, we know the truth. We know the reality. We know what life is. We know that there's one God and we will answer to that one God. So all we have to do fire up you know decide to fire up Amen. decide uh, God told Jeremiah don't be dismayed at their faces or I will not help you you got to fire back when somebody gives you a certain look so the countenance in the face is revealed it's a revelation or manifestation of an inward condition of the heart and the spirit of that person and and some people they can be totally changed by a look or an attitude you know we talk about energy parasites there are certain people that are narcissistic and it's all about them and they want to draw all the attention to themselves or uh, that one preacher said uh, you're not going to rain on my parade they, they want you know they want to rain on your parade they want to run the spirit so we have free will very exciting Amen. now what we're talking about you have the house of god and you have walls of the edifice of the house of god that are a partition between what is inside and what is outside and it's two separate things totally different things and they should have a totally different spirit and an attitude and when we cross the threshold inside the walls of the house of God it should become a house of prayer it's called by his name we'll talk about that and we ought to change our attitude by free will now I realize this is Wednesday night we work some of us are tired some of us have four jobs some of us are sad some of us might have got bad news some of us might be having financial trouble. Some of us might be under attack. Some of us might um, just be a little bit down in the cycles of life. You might be heading down, reaching the bottom, or just beginning to make the turn to go up. It's a cycle of life. And we might be exhausted. And you might not have slept for a few days. I know how it goes. You could be overwhelmed. Now, that's irrelevant though you ought to still walk in say hello brother how are you concerned about others shake their hand salute the brethren look them in the eye smile 
not a fake smile. You ought to change your attitude because why? You're entering into his courts. You're walking into the walls, if you will. Not into the wall. That's what some people do. Uh, they're walking through the door, inside the walls, and it ought to become a house of prayer. The spirit ought to change. And what we're going to look at tonight, it ought to have a reverential awe. Now, only God is reverend. You know, in the old days, they'd call the preacher, hey, reverend. The preacher's not reverend. God is reverend. He alone is holy. It's his house called by his name. And we ought to really consider this because I say it again, we can pray anywhere, anytime. We ought to pray without ceasing. You can pray silently. You can pray out loud. You can pray while you're talking to other people. You can pray while somebody's talking to you. You can pray in any different environment. You ought to have your prayer closet where you pray alone. You shouldn't show off and pray in vain repetition in a religious way. But if his house is the house of prayer, how many prayers have been answered specifically in a miraculous way when we entered in to the house of prayer and we put aside the cares of this life, we thought about it, we meditated, and maybe we didn't feel anything. Feelings has nothing to do with it. Sometimes you feel it, sometimes you don't. And God speaks and sends help from heaven. And it's in the house of prayer. Now I can say this, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. In some ways, this skin is a wall of partition between that which is out there and that which is inside. That's why you ought to pray without ceasing. And I said this a while back, one day I'm going to need God. Yeah. Miraculously, urgent. We need a miracle. One day, you're going to need God. And if you disrespect the house of God, and that's why I've never understood people that let their kids write in the songbooks, carve on the pews. I've never understood that. Tear holes in the upholstery, wipe their muddy shoes on the carpet. I've never understood that. I've never understood somebody who doesn't have Sunday go-to-meeting clothes that are more special to you than your other clothes. And when you think about it, you get your mind right to go to the house of God. You get your spirit right to enter the house of God. And it is a reverential thing. Reverential. You ought to respect God. You know how many people God's killed because they came to church? I know that's, that's not good for church building, is it? But how many people came to church, told a lie, made a false profession, got mad, went out, and got in big trouble with God? You know how many people came to church, got right with God in their heart, and God changed their whole life because they came to church? So prayer, just a real quick review. 
means to harangue. Yes, it means to ask. Yes, it means to receive. With every problem or need, it has a corresponding opportunity for God to work a miracle to meet that need. But it means to salute God and to give supplication, but it is oratory worship, a type of worship, because you understand the moment. You understand the place. You understand the house of God. And you understand how to seek God, to request from God, and you understand there's certain requirements, there's conditions that must be met. Now, God will hear anybody. All you have to do is ask. But if you think about it, according to Psalm 104, He made way, His ways known unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. You have to know the way of God in the house of God. So, when we look at these conditions that must be met, conversely, if you want to get your prayers answered, it's, it's mainly about an attitude of a spirit to meet the conditions so you're qualified, but conversely, if you do the opposite, you're not going to get your prayers answered. God will not hear from heaven. And, you know, you can have 10 people praying for the same thing. One person gets through. God sends help from heaven and the other nine think it's because of them. I'm not judging. I don't know. Only God knows. But you have a lot of people come together and try to take the credit. Well, did you meet the conditions? So it's a father-son relationship ushering in the kingdom. It's not a selfish, wanton lust. We're taking dominion over what God gave Adam that he forfeited to the devil who's now the God of this world, you're also asking for God to meet your needs. Give us this day our daily bread. But also, you're getting right with God as you forgive those who have trespassed against you. Then God will forgive your trespasses. So if you have any grudge against anybody for any reason, God's not going to hear your prayer. God's not going to forgive you if you won't forgive others. And God's not going to meet your needs if you have a bad attitude. So we see this is a part of spiritual warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. So the thoughts... The spirit mind of men is the real enemy, and that's really our enemy. You know, your mind is not your, well, it's usually the problem. Because you're not being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now your mind is fighting against you. Now your lust and your desires come up, enter your mind, and that's all you think about. So that's all, all you pray for. Now, the house of prayer 
called by his name. There's a partition, walls, an edifice. You walk through the door. So this wall's a partition. This creates a separation and a total difference between the house of God and the world and the people of God and the children of the devil and the Holy Spirit of God and the spirit of the world, which the whole world lieth in wickedness. And when you cross the threshold, something ought to change. And we need to pray that the Lord would remind us of this. So we're gathered together. If any two of you are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. So we know God's omnipresent. We know the Holy Spirit lives in the body of every born-again believer. But Jesus shows up if we gather in his name. And he said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. So because of that, we have the common denominator of the Holy Spirit. We fellowship one with another. And so now we have a unified purpose. Why did we all come? To gather together in his name so that he will meet. Now, you know, I realize in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But just think about this. The house of prayer is the only place where all three of the Godhead are there in a technical way. God the Father, He's omnipresent. He's also on His throne in the third heaven. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is in the body of every born-again believer. But Jesus shows up if we gather together in his name and that's why i said this is my house and when you gather in my house you better have the right spirit and what is it prayer prayer not complaining not comparing not bringing the cares and your problems into the house not bringing the spirit of the world into the house but understanding it's his house and it's a house of prayer. So it's called by his name. Now, most of us know this. I want to remind you of something. Looking at basically two of the names of God from the Hebrew. The first one is Elohim. Now, Elohim is the far off, distant, holy, unapproachable God. This is the God that cannot be tempted with sin, cannot be in the presence of sin, tempteth no man to sin, and will cast all sinners from him. He is unapproachable, the Holy One of Israel, God. If you approach him, you will die. As Elohim, you can't approach Elohim without being struck by his holiness. But the second name is Jehovah. And so Jehovah is 1 Timothy 2.5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. God reaches out offering reconciliation, redemption, restoration 
forgiveness, love, and a relationship through Jesus Christ. So Elohim is the Holy Father who sends Jehovah, the only begotten Son of God. And then the Holy Spirit is the Spirit that regenerates, indwells, and gives us the communion or the fellowship. It's His house called by His name. So Elohim initiates the relationship. You can't initiate it. Only Elohim can by sending Jehovah. There is none that seeketh after God. All we like sheep have turned astray. So he reaches out to restore the relationship. Now as we do this, we pray in a spirit of prayer, a reverential awe of humility, realizing this is his house called by his name and we need his help and he's not going to hear unless we follow the principles of the house of prayer. Asking the word harangue, draw his attention. Now, that doesn't mean you make the most noise. We had a guy pray and he says, I'm going to out pray. And by the way, we ought to hear some more verbal asking. But he says, I'm just going to start yelling. <laughs> and, you know, I hope his motive was right. I don't think it was. But, you know, just, yeah. oh God! Now that's what we need if it's real. But he says, I'll harangue. I'll get God's attention. But it's more than that. It's a conversation. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took it. You're just talking to God. But it involves thanksgiving, prayer, joy, a spirit that we'll look at. And this is a connection. Now, if you think about other illustrations of life, without a connection, nothing's going to happen. Now, you could have a husband and wife be married for decades, live in the same house, sleep in the same bed, eat at the same table, and have no connection. I see it happen a lot. They don't even know each other. They don't even like each other. They're together for the kids. That's not a marriage because the kids are going to dump you. I'm warning you again. They're going to grow up and move off and you're going to be living with the person that the relationship brought the kids into this world. Uh, mothers are real good at that, putting the kids before the husband. Uh, well, I got news. They're going to dump you and work you and be political and it's a popularity contest and they don't need a popularity contest they need to be trained and brought up in the way they should go Amen. that way they'll get a job and they won't move back in with you man it's quiet in here uh, so it's a connection now you know what a drop call is like in this area, I don't think, uh, what's the other one? AT&T works real good. What's the one that doesn't? Oh, Verizon doesn't work very good here. 
My mother-in-law came, couldn't even make a phone call. And then sometimes you'll have a call, you're in a dead area, they call it, you'll, they'll drop the call, no connection. And it's, it's like an energy of a spirit of a vibration. So you have to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. He's the one in control. Yield to Him. You're not going to tell Him what to do. You're not going to come in and, and push your way. You've got to be yielded to Him. Then He will move upon you and lead you how to pray. You're not going to tell Him what to do. You're not going to get your prayers in. You have to be connected and yielded. And you have to have the right spirit of a connection. Now what's the spirit? The will of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Not mine. I have to find my will through His will and surrender my will to His will. But what happens is a lot of people aren't in tune with the Holy Spirit. They have deceived themselves that they're spiritual when they're not or that they're right with God when they're not and they don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. They don't yield to Him. They're not full of Him. They're not connected to Him. And so what happens? Same place, nothing happens. Right location, nothing happens. Said the right words, nothing happens. Seemingly sounded pretty spiritual, but nothing happens. Why? Because you have to have the right spirit. And if you're not yielded to the Holy Spirit, and you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit, or if you're praying for something that contradicts the written Word of God, thinking you're spiritual, it's not going to happen. So here's what happens. We just think this is another place, most of us. The average person comes to church and just thinks hey, we're going to have another mid midweek service, we have another prayer meeting, hear another humdrum, go through the motions, Bible study. We're going to get dressed at the last minute, throw on some clothes, come down there, have a bad attitude, complain because you don't like rain or cold. If you think this is cold, <laughs> this feels really good. I don't know what's wrong with people. This, this isn't cold enough. But... You bring your work problems with you. Woe is me. I can't believe they said that at the job. I can't believe my boss did that. I can't believe my husband did it again. Well, he's going to do it again and again and again. Don't worry. He's going to keep doing it. Yeah. Don't worry. And I can't believe she put the kids before me again. Until she gets right with God, she's going to keep doing it again. Where's all the amens on that one? Uh, and right when you're getting ready for church, the kid will get a stomach ache or something will go wrong or they'll get the brothers will get in a fight or something's going to go wrong and the devil's going to try to work you so that you'll have a bad spirit when you come into the house of prayer so you're not connected and in tune with the Holy Spirit because this is the place called by His name you're supposed to get your prayers answered. But we come in selfish, 
woe is me, my life, you don't know what I'm going through, you don't know what they said, you don't know how hard it is. Hey, this is nothing. Nothing compared to what's going to happen pretty soon. If you can't handle the foot soldiers, what are you going to do when those horse soldiers come? So the devil tries to get us in the wrong spirit. And what is an attitude? It's a spirit. A bad attitude. Duck your head. Won't smile. Don't shake hands. Don't have a pep in your step. Don't spring it up. Don't shout. Don't have any joy. Don't sing the songs like you mean it. Don't even think about it. We're only singing three. It'll be over anyways pretty soon anyway. You ought to let him write a book on the stuff he has to look at while he's leading singing. Mainly he's looking at the top of heads. Or yeah. How about at least, at least well, that person at least trying to sing? Uh, not going through the motions, believes it. You know, exhort one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Provoke one another into love and unto good works. Hebrews chapter 10. Do we really mean it when we say work for the night is coming? Do, really, do you realize we only have a few more nights, the days, the night's coming and we don't get to serve God anymore? This thing is almost over? Do we really believe it? So we bring a bad attitude. So here's what happened. There's only three, three choices. Number one, you have some people outside looking in. So, their body got in. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're having an out-of-body experience. And then you have another group. They're inside looking out. I heard somebody say something. Oh, we have two services. That was the shortest double service. You should have been so selfishly praising God. That was so easy. That was so easy. I don't know if I can make it to two well, just for that, we're going to add on. No, no we're not. Uh, but they're inside looking out. Wait, I wonder if they notice if I looked at my phone right now, at my pictures for the thousandth time of what I ate at the Mexican food restaurant. They're inside looking out. Very few people are inside looking inside. Very few. Very few. You know, where's everybody at? Where are they at? Physically, mentally, spiritually. Most of them are out there and they won't even look in. The other group is inside, but they're looking out there. And then, very few are inside looking in. So, this is a way of life. A way of life. Uh, I just didn't get to my notes. Uh, just getting started again. Um, think about this. If we get our spirit right, God's going to answer your prayer. If you don't get it right, God's not going to answer your prayer. And you're going to need God someday. Amen. Now, I'm through again for tonight. But you might have plenty of money right now, double employment, you might be a deke 
a double income, no kids. You might have it made financially right now. You might have good insurance. You might not even have a cavity. You have no idea what a, almost a root canal is. You, 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 you might have uh, never had surgery or got a bad phone call and some catastrophe happened. You might not have ever been persecuted. It's coming. You might, you might have never been in an emergency situation. The day is going to come when you're going to need God. And I say it again, when you get in the car wrecks, too, long, too late to turn on your airbags. You got to turn them on now. You cannot just be spiritual. Oh, something bad happened. I think I'll be spiritual. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You have to be spiritual and walk with God so when it happens, you're already there in a state of spirituality. But see, what people want to do is they want the fire insurance policy with the low premium and the, well, and a very low deductible. So it's there just in case, but it doesn't work that way. You've got to know Him, walk with Him, be spiritual, be in tune, be yielded. Know His will by the written Word of God, which never contradicts the Holy Spirit. And understand, this isn't our, This isn't Garnerfield Road Baptist. That's just a name where people know where to find it. It's His house called by His name. And he said, my house is a house of prayer. Now, let's think this into our life. Think it into your life. Pray it into your life. Fire it up by free will into your life. All right, let's stand.